Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. Sponsored by the Relaxed Dog. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog, or dogs, are well. This week we're going to be doing something slightly different in that I have no guest and I will be talking about our dog, Marley. But just before that, just a reminder to head on over to the Relaxed Dog Podcast Facebook group where you can vote on your favourite answer to the question that I asked all our guests. I can't believe my dog ate. Now into some doggy news for the week. And in the US, in Michigan, there is an eight-year-old therapy dog called Baby. Baby is a Brittany and she is blind and has had her eyes removed quite a while ago. What she does is she goes into a couple of aged care places and unfortunately with corona she hasn't been able to do that but what she has been able to do is visit all the residents on the outside by going past their windows which is now giving all the residents something to look forward to. In other coronavirus news in the US again the dog called Winston was a pug and believed to be the first dog to be infected with coronavirus in fact did not have coronavirus and the authorities apparently found that everyone else in the house did and they just picked up some trace elements from Winston so the news there is that there is still no evidence that any pets have transmitted the virus. And in some horribly disturbing news, unfortunately, in the in St. Louis, a person attending a dog training centre left her two dogs in the car. She did leave the motor running and the air conditioning on high. The temperature was around the 32 degree mark. Unfortunately, the car stopped running and by the time anyone got out to the vehicle, both dogs had passed away. So the lesson there, please, everyone, don't leave your dogs in the car. I'm, I'm really, really sorry to have to put something like that into the podcast and I am denied about whether I should but if it does make one person think and avoid it then anyway uh, so today's podcast a lot of podcasts from what I'm told and what I've read sort of like die off around the seventh episode so one thing that I've planned and I don't plan all that much is I've always thought episode 8 is a good time for me to tell you 
about our dog Mali. So, Mali. We moved up to the Central Coast and unfortunately stayed in a townhouse complex that didn't have uh, didn't have pets. So when we moved, getting a dog was always on our mind. We did the normal thing, got everything in in place, started putting stuff in the garden. Um, where we are is a described as a, a bush block. Um, we don't don't have didn't have fences. And we're about uh, about six sort of blocks away from uh, natural reserve, so we were really really happy to get the place we do have. We have wallabies, uh, all sorts of other wildlife, uh, bandicoots, and everything else running around in the back. The little bit less now because we have fenced our immediate block, but they basically run around the the, the side of it. When we were thinking about getting a dog, we were still in the process of researching uh, what was going to be sort of the, like the right sort of fit for us. And we were still going through the end sort of process of that when we were coming back from shopping at Erin uh, Affair and saw a sign on a telegraph pole Doberman puppies for sale we drove past it uh, had a chat did shopping came back and to be honest Doberman wasn't on our list but uh, I looked at Anna and she said that give the number a call and if they're not too far away we, we can go have a look on the way home so call the number in the same suburb that we live in, Wyoming. Went round and had a look and well, the people there had a pair of Dobermans, Marley's mum was a red and dad was the black and tan and basically they just wanted to give her a one season before sexing there were seven in the litter Marley was the seventh and she was the runt by far five were already taken by the time we went there which was that day so we basically had the choice of two girls and after a little bit of researching which I'd done before on how they sort of uh, pick a good puppy Marley ticked all the all the boxes um, even though she was the the smallest by far the owner said she was the one that would be the most interested in everything had a nose and everything would follow her around so and the other thing was that when we were there like the like like a lot of you might relate to she picked us <laughs> as soon as we came in there into the, the the double garage that they had them in she was all over us wouldn't wouldn't leave us alone just played ran around was involved in everything um, we did say to the lady that we would make a, a final decision 
after we went home and the yeah the, the puppiness sort of didn't sort of like cloud the decision too much but yeah that sort of never happened and we basically called back almost straight away and said um we'll pick her up tomorrow which so that's basically how we got her marley as a pup was super inquisitive she had to investigate everything if something made a noise she wanted to see where it was from who made it if some, she saw something it would be yep i want to see what is happening there um, with a lot of toys we basically referred to her as a deconstruction engineer she wanted to know what was under the layer of everything and she would sometimes quite delicately sometimes uh, a little bit more enthusiastically basically take things apart we luckily were, were spared furniture wise she didn't really sort of like chew on on too much one of the mistakes that i know we made is we didn't crate train her so she's always had the run of uh, a hallway and bathroom so she's always had a, a bit of space to sort of roam around in um sort of like bathroom wise she's been pretty good uh wasn't i mean the, the normal house training but uh, even now, if she has to go outside and she's at home and there's no one at home, she will actually go downstairs into the bathroom. And she, sorry, she has the run of the, the whole house while there's no one home. She goes down into the bathroom and does her business on the floor, which has saved a lot of cleaning up. So we're happy with that. The downside of the, the non-crate training is that she's she hasn't got the the greatest tolerance for really small spaces and we tried to do a little bit of crate training uh when she was adolescent and she yeah i failed in that so she's not too fond of getting into a, a small space as a puppy marley loved interacting with uh, other dogs and when it was appropriate we'd take her to uh, different dog parks and outside different areas we we took her to uh, a puppy classes that were held in one of the dog parks that we have here up at Tugra and she didn't, didn't actually do that well in the class because she was more worried about just going to run and play with all the other dogs that were there while the classes were being held so lost a bit of focus there but she did learn relatively well inside the home and while yes she can have her stubborn periods uh, she is a very intelligent dog and I'd like to say give credit to your dog because they are far more intelligent than you give them the credit to uh, so she probably knows uh, easily in excess of probably about 50 words as well as various hand and, and body signals which most of the time she'll respond to dobies are quite often referred to as velcro dogs 
and Mali is no different than that. If you got up to go leave the room to another room, she'd want to know where you're going, come with you. If you're going outside the house, she would come out to the yard. If you went back inside, she would come to the door and want to come back inside. And yep, basically wherever you are is where she wants to be. And, and her having that, that mindset actually comes in handy when it comes to being off lead. Now she, I would say, doesn't have the greatest recall, but she does always come back, even though a lot of the time it is on her terms. Uh, we did the, some exercise when she was young. We are very sort of lucky to live only about five minutes away from a state forest and she's always loved going up there and running around and, and sniffing. And what we did when she was young and still do to this day is she has a, a bit of a range where she can be, you know, 20, 30 metres away, uh, be on the same track or trail, but she does return to us all the time. And we have a little sort of like hide and seek thing so sometimes she'll go off and if she has gone too far we'll purposely hide jump off the track or something and put the onus on her to be worried to come back to find us uh, having done that since she was a pup I've got the, a lot more confidence where she can run up and down investigate uh, we'll walk along a track and she's constantly moving up say about 20 30 meters in front of us she just can stop smell something and run back run up again run behind us but she never sort of like goes too far away i suppose the only having said that a uh, couple of times that i can think of were once we were on holidays and a couple of times up at the forest with the same thing and that's wallabies so we were we had a farm stay a couple of years ago up the uh, New South Wales coast and the place we stayed backed onto forest. Um, we were out for a walk with Marley one day and some, I think some roos or wallabies came across the, the paddock. And it was a fairly, fairly wooded area. Um, she didn't respond straight away to the call uh, and off she took and sometimes you know like i think i've mentioned previously the minutes seem or the seconds seem like hours and it was probably a a good one to two minutes or longer before she sort of like runs back with a big smirk on her face to say how much fun was that and can we do it again she has done that uh probably about three times that i can remember now think of uh, at our local state forest she's also had a few encounters with uh, some other native animals um, and this uh, just about all in in our place actually i was doing a little bit of work in the in the yard uh, about two years ago and she had a little bit of a uh, a bark and i naturally said yeah what's happening she kept barking and, and standing in a spot so I wandered over to where she was, um, and our, our yard's not a, a, a moan 
sort of like normal block. We're a bit of a slope, so the grass, is, they don't really have grass. It's sort of like a bit undergrowthy thing. But anyway, there was a, a large python sort of sunning itself there, and she stayed oh, probably two metres away. And was just like the, hey, just letting you know that there's this big thing here. The uh, python was just really chill, didn't even move. And I took Marley away and I wanted to experiment again. So we brought her out. And, and again, she stayed just that few metres away, looked over a couple of woofs and that was it. She didn't worry about it too much. We've also found uh, baby possums. And I can say that she found an echidna one night. She had sort of like a couple of barks as we went out for a wee. And I thought, oh, it's just a, a neighbourhood cat or something like that. But she was a little bit more intent and got the torch. And lo and behold, there's an echidna in our front yard. So it hung around for uh, about two days and then it uh, disappeared. And then there's the countless bush turkeys that come and visit and wander through the place. So up until now, she hasn't actually bitten, attacked or done anything apart from an investigative bark and, and a bit of investigation to see what the thing is. So we've been, been lucky that way. Oh, and leeches. Yeah, I forgot to mention leeches. So we, during the colder or, or wetter times, get a few leeches around the place. And yeah, she does pick them up, but uh, we have a procedure where we'll open the, the downstairs door, she'll come in, stand there, and we'll do a, a leech check, which she knows is stand there, put the front paws up, we have to check between her, her toe pads, and then she'll turn around and we'll check the back legs, and 99.9% .9 of the time, we'll get if she has got leeches there, we'll get them off. Uh, occasionally and we're, we're lucky we have floorboards would we'll be sitting around and there'll be a, a fat leech with a bit of blood crawling across the floor and you think oh hang on we've missed one or it's come off me but apart from a, a little bit of a clean up and if they are on you they get a bit itchy that yeah they're, they're not such a big deal not well we don't think they're such a big deal anyway so does Marley like food yes she loves food does Marley like to play? She loves to play. So we use both for rewards when we're doing training. And yeah, she just loves it. She loves playing tug. Um, I advise everyone to get over any thoughts that it causes aggression. No, it's just a, it's a release and it's a game and they love playing it. She has played tug with a lot of dogs and she'll mostly just stand there and wait for the other dog to initiate stuff. Always love that uh, she played with a little Maltese and she she let the Maltese just pull her and, and tug her and she was giving in ground to the Maltese and that just sort of like you couldn't wipe the smile off my face when I was watching that. It was really something nice to see. Um, she plays appropriately with the other dog that she's playing against she'll quite happily uh, wrestle with with big dogs with big malamutes and and get covered in in slobber and run and chase so and and actually speaking of running 
Marley loves to run. She just she just loves the freedom. We, as I mentioned, go up uh, for walks in the in the forest and other places on the on the beach, off lead on the on the beach, and she'll just run for the sheer joy of it. Now our human runners get the uh, the runners high, the the release of endorphins and all that sort of stuff, and I believe that I think dogs get something very very similar. Um, so a couple of years ago, we I discovered Park Run, and I can't say enough good things about that organisation. For people that don't know, Park Run is a and this is uh, without the COVID nineteen restrictions. It's a weekly 5K run that is to worldwide organisation. Jump on the web and you will more than likely find someone's organised a parkrun event somewhere near you. Now, the reason I really tell people about it is it is a dog-friendly event. So if you go and you don't have to run, you can walk, jog or run and take your dog along. It is fantastic. We got into Parkrun a few years ago and I then purchased the appropriate harness for her, a proper, uh, like a sled racing harness. Got a harness thing for myself and the, the bungee cord between us. The event that you could call it in the in the dog world is Canny Cross. Uh, we don't quite do it off-road, but it's uh, in, on the park run. We do it with that. And I like it, and she loves it. She drags me around like an anchor. Uh, I got, really got sold and, and on the idea after, I think it was maybe our second park run, where we were running and coming towards us were a couple of young guys with a soccer ball and I'll take a slight diversion here one of the failures I've had with Marley is that she is a bit ball obsessed um, and they go yeah tennis ball football soccer ball you know and I'm we were running and I was getting ready to hold the uh, the bungee cord in preparation for I knew she was just going to go and go straight for the for the ball we passed them within about two meters and it was like the ball wasn't there she was just focused on running and pulling me down the path and that she'd never ever done that before if we were out somewhere else she'd be looking at it and maybe back uh, towards me to say hey soccer ball i'm going for it while we're in that event it was like wow the 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 focus and she just wanted to run and, and do that unfortunately i had started to get a few issues with my legs I'd never ever been i wouldn't say it was running park run anyway it was more it was like jogging but we had a couple of breaks and i wanted to find something else i knew that i couldn't you know give her the the outlet that she needed doing that sort of stuff and it came across dry land mushing and in particular i was drawn to the to scootering aspect so basically everyone can picture your team of you know, a dozen huskies pulling a sled in the snow there's an equivalent that you can do almost everywhere 
and that involves either having a, a scooter and if you picture any sort of scooter but uh, adult size with bike size tires or specially made trike type sleds where basically your dogs get out in front of them in the proper harnesses and they just pull you along dogs doing what they're supposed to do run marley took to that like she was born to do it so i uh, got myself a scooter found the uh, siberian express all breed running club we did a very little bit of practice and it was like she was born to do it we went down to a couple of their uh, introduction days in the forest down in in wingalow and she loved it she stood around we would go off would wait in line go out do a circuit come back she very quickly learnt from the siberians and the and the malamutes there to bark and get excited uh, she learnt that the she's learnt to know what the countdown timer beeps do before you're released in the in the starting shoot but uh, the rest of it it's again seems like she's done it all before she was I've been really sort of lucky that um, she's just knows what to do um, I mean we did do a, a, a fair bit of preparation work so even if you're going on you're walking and you stop you can say you know turn left turn right that comes in handy even just for for normal dogs you can steer your dogs that way on the on the lead she loved running in the in the forest and we then did a uh, a couple of the the races and i can very very proudly say that uh 2019 i was actually the rookie of the year and i hate saying that i was actually the rookie. marley marley did it all yeah i was just along for the ride and it's really unfortunate again with COVID 19 but the this season has just about been been canned so far but hopefully the club will uh get back out later this year for a, a couple of runs and a bit of a social gathering so if that's something that you might be interested in uh here in in new south wales or if you're around the sydney area new south wales siberian express have a look they've got a facebook page and a, a website when she's not running when we're at home she's pretty chilled she just likes kicking back and either having a, a little snooze or just watching what we're doing so long as we're not too far away she's never really been like uh other interested in a lot of other humans so she just doesn't really worry about them too much so apart from anna and myself and and uh, a couple of our close friends she really isn't really bothered for you know hanging out with people and it took even close friends of ours who we sort of like share dog sitting around for her to want to snuggle up with them on the lounge or chair or wherever they were sitting with other dogs ah she's still almost as playful as what she was when she was a pup so i have noticed a a, a little bit now that she's almost seven maybe not quite as wanting to initiate a lot of play 
as what she was when she was younger. While she's never ever shown, never ever uh, bitten or attacked or been aggressive to other dogs, you can sort of see now sometimes she might get a little bit like, ah, no, I've had enough of whatever we're doing and she'll choose to ignore the other dog. And I think because she's always been so stable, uh, friends and, and other people that we've come across that know Marley have, have often asked if we can sort of meet up because their dogs had some type of, of issue. Now, I am by no means a dog trainer and would always advise someone that if your dog does have any sort of serious issue that you should see a professional trainer. Having said that, we have used Marley to re-socialise re uh, a, a couple of friends' dogs and everything has worked out really well. So it could be luck and it could be just the way that uh, she is. Anyway, so you might have picked up wherever we are, she is. And yes, that means that Marley is definitely an indoor dog indoor most of the time and where does she sleep well when we first got her and she was a pup she slept in the hallway outside our bedroom um, I think it was a bit of a conspiracy between Marley and Anna that after 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 quite a period of time Marley then was allowed to sleep in the bedroom on her bed then we got her I think I found it was a like a little kid's sofa thing so with her bed on top it was level with our bed and it ended up being like an extension of our bed um, and then you can probably guess the next step is that yes she found her way in under the the doona when it was cold and now she's sort of yes sleeps in our bed <laughs> I know I'm very biased when I say that Marley is a fit and beautiful dog um, she does a, a fair bit of training so when we're out walking or even just doing a, a shuffle she'll quite often have a a weight vest on uh, we also do strength and conditioning work um, we, we look after her, her diet when she was younger she did eat uh, kibble but it was a probably 50% kibble and 50% of other stuff uh, now for the last few years she has been uh, totally raw I am not going to bash kibble but I will say that how many human doctors do you know that tell their human patients go out and only eat as much highly processed food as you can. Now I do understand there are various reasons why you might be feeding your dogs that way but please supplement it with some other stuff some fresh meat some vegetables some fruit 
just get online and do a bit of research. Marley is also massaged daily and she loves it and so will your dog. So that's actually my uh, little side gig that I do. Started as a just doing it, started as a hobby and now if you call it, what is it, a, a jobby. So I suppose if I give myself a little plug, if you're on the New South Wales Central Coast, check out the relaxeddog.com. The benefits far outweigh even what uh, we get as human massages. So I'm not going to sort of like go into that now, but the more you have your hands on your dog, the better it is for both of you. And now some of her habits... And I know I ask people about weird habits. So the habits that she has is if she wants some special attention and she's not getting it, say we're watching a, a movie or something, she will occasionally get up, walk around the, the lounge into the into the kitchen and grab something that she normally wouldn't grab touch at all um, if she can reach something like uh, see I don't know maybe a we've left a loaf of bread or something on the counter uh, she'll grab it she'll grab it gently and then just walk over and the fact that we know that she's got it she'll walk over and she has her own little sort of like lounge thing which is next to our lounge walk over grab it and just walk back and jump up onto her lounge and put it down to say, I grabbed this, now give me some attention. And like I said, she's very, very gentle with it. She won't puncture the packages or anything like that. So I know it's something that she doesn't want to destroy, play with her and do anything. It's just purely her way of, of putting the focus on herself. Um sometimes when she wants to initiate uh, some play we could be at the park or in the forest or even at home and she'll do the uh, the play bow a low level sort of like come on bark and then run around um, and then she can be a little bit persistent with that sometimes when you don't tell her no in a certain way the she does have a a weird habit that she hasn't done for a while and and i've never known another dog to do this one so i have no idea how it started but when she was a pup and up until probably she was say up until a couple of years ago she would like to take scrunchies off the head of the ladies that had scrunchies in their hair. Um, so I know it probably started at some stage with Anna, um, but then it got to she would actively see uh, someone would drop in and they'd sit down on a chair or on a, on the lounge, and if. Or, or play with Marley and then very delicately if especially if they were sitting down say on the lounge she would go up behind the lounge jump up grab the scrunchie with her teeth and 
gently just slide it out of the hair of the head that was wearing the scrunchie and it, I don't know how she started or started doing it but whenever we had visitors and the lady had a scrunchie or something in her hair we'd have to let them know just be careful because Marley could take the scrunchie out. Marley also loves sticks. Sticks, branches, logs. So when we go for a, a walk up in the forest, she will inevitably always pick up a stick or a branch. Um, she likes chewing on the ends. Sometimes it's like having a mulcher on four legs because she'll just sort of like hoe into it. Other times she'll just pick something up and be happy to strut around with it. So, and, and sometimes they're not the smallest sticks either. They can be as thick as your arm and a, a metre long and she'll just drag something up and pick it up and walk around. Now, the question that I always ask everyone, the I can't believe my dog ate, is, well, she's is pretty good, isn't I mean, yes, I am going to say it, I've seen her eat poo, but it's not a, not a, certainly not a regular thing. The only other thing that sort of comes to mind is that I can remember preparing for a barbecue and on a bench we had a plate with a few steaks on it um, probably about three steaks and they mysteriously disappeared the plate looked untouched so yeah we all know what happened with them so if you're still listening thank you very much for getting this far I hope that you enjoy the show, and if you really did, could you do me a small favour and tell a friend? And do you have a cool story to tell about your dog, or do you know someone that's got a cool story to tell about their dog? Please, let me know. It's all about sharing the wonderful experiences that dogs give us so again don't forget if you want to pop on to the facebook group to vote for i can't believe my dog ate until next week stay safe and remember your dog is family <laughs>